Hey, hey, folks. Thank you again for joining me on another episode of Trost Talk here. Uh, we got a great episode in store for you. Uh, be sure to hit that subscribe button. Also, follow me on Instagram at Trost Talk. Um, but first, my buddy, Pablo2020. Um, so the reason for my tardiness, uh, I got high and I took a shower after the gym and the water was just really warm. And because I was high, I just started sitting there and I was just thinking about everything and I was just like enjoying the nice hot water. Um, so that's the reason for my tardiness. So I apologize, but, um, so let's just start off with the first thing that we've kind of, that's kind of like the hot news right now as it is, um, Aaron Rodgers, uh, are you surprised at all by it? No, not at like, all. Like, um, were you expecting it this year or next year? Definitely or next so. year. So a little surprised that it was this year. Yeah, only well, yeah, just because of the cap hit is so because it'd be like twenty five million in like dead money that they would have to like take on. I think if they got rid yeah. of him this year. Yeah, well, I think that's so. why their their reports coming out saying that they are um, not willing to trade him, and that's probably yeah. why. No, uh, yeah, probably. And I mean, I mean, the Eagles are going through that this year right now with uh, Carson Wentz. Yeah, uh, I think we have it for two years, to be honest. Or is it only one year thing? I'm not even sure how it works, to be honest, with the contracts in the NFL. Um, but where where do you think he's gonna one? Where do you think he's gonna go? Two. Why are you not entirely surprised? And three. Uh, okay. Three, what was three? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's definitely nerve wracking. It was like a joke earlier, and now I'm starting to get like it's actually like I just watched uh, the Adam. Oh, Schefter it's, it's real. Yeah, and he apparently does not want to come back at all. Apparently the. The head coach, GM, and president have all like flown out there separately to like try to get him to like come back. Even I thought it was just to like I don't know like make sure he's all right and stuff, but like it was apparently to like just try to like make him come back to Green Bay, and he doesn't want to come back now. So uh, pretty rough right now. Yeah, I mean yeah. I, I, I can can imagine that was uh that's pretty brutal i mean how old is he right now he's 36 yeah 36 so he's still got three years left in him like where he's, he's gonna be probably pretty like good elite. yeah yeah and then oh, you know sure. i mean brady's 42 right now yeah but brady's like crazy workout guy and rogers is totally not yeah, he doesn't look like it at least. He's, yeah, he's just a natural. He goes it was like just, an old man out there. Yeah. Um, yeah, he looks like every weekend warrior quarterback on Thanksgiving. <laughs> but he's incredible. Um, but yeah, no, I'm I wouldn't be surprised though, because they just they haven't done anything for him. They I well, mean do you think he's gonna come back this year? Like I, I um I think so. I yeah. I don't think they're gonna trade him. Like, that would be just so dumb of them. Like, I would just 
if I were them, I wouldn't trade. Even though I support Rodgers in the situation, because like in his whole career, he's thrown I think three touchdown passes to first round uh, players, and they were all three within the last two years. And two of them are to Mercedes Lewis, our backup tight end. More shocking to me that Mercedes Lewis was a first round pick. I know. Uh, he, yeah, I, I love him though, dude. He's a he's a dog on that team. He, I, I mean, I feel bad for Rodgers because this also the last quarterback that they drafted, right? Wasn't that the second time they drafted a quarterback instead of like getting a skill position that they needed? Because they did it with Brett Hundley too, didn't they? Uh, I think they got him in like the fourth round. I think third or fourth round. Hmm. But yeah, they definitely they traded up to get him. Like that's that'd be tough to see. Like and then even just like tra- yeah, like just a trade for or uh, draft a quarterback in the first round, but then to like trade up to get him yeah. is pretty. It's pretty rough. Where do you think he's gonna go? Well, I guess his list was the 49ers. Uh, Broncos or Raiders, which I don't really understand the Raiders or the Broncos because the Raiders are solid. I think the Raiders yeah, are the pretty Raiders are solid. They got good skill positions too. I just don't know about the Broncos. Everyone says they're like a quarterback away from the Super Bowl, but I just I don't like see it. This is insane. I mean, I guess I just don't watch them because they're all on the West Coast. I never get to like see them play. Really? Yeah, but notice every game of the Broncos is super close. Like, their defense is unreal. Okay. Well, okay, because they got Vic Fangio as their yeah. head coach now. So They got a couple good – now they got – I think it's, it's – it, which one's on the Raiders? Is it Judy or – because there's two out there's, – there's somebody on the Broncos and then there's a, uh, another oh. Alabama receiver on the Raiders. And I can't remember which one's which. The, um, the Broncos, they have Judy, I think. And then the Raiders have who? Because they have the other, Rux. they have the Rux. Henry That's Rux. What it is. Yeah, right. Yeah, Judy's um, good too. Yeah, yeah. He's he's a solid. He's a solid, solid wide receiver. I think he had a, just a decent year, but it was only his rookie year. It wasn't obviously Jefferson, who I can't believe the Eagles didn't draft him. Like, yes, Jalen Ragers. Come on. What, who? When did they? They drafted what pick was that? Like twenty. He was – we got Jalen Rager's, I think, 17th or 18th for overall. And, and Jefferson, uh, went. Jefferson went 19th. He went right after. Like, the Vikings oh, got him. Yeah. That's tough. It's, I mean, Rager, Rager might be good. You never know. He's just a one-trick pony, though. He's just – he's a small, speedy guy. You know what oh, I mean? Okay. He's not yeah. – he like Jefferson can run. Yeah, Jefferson can run every single route on the, the tree. He's oh yeah, he's like, good. He's probably a future Hall of Famer. Yeah, no, definitely because like watching the Packers every like every week, like I see him twice a year. He's definitely a stud, like every receiver for sure. Yeah, and then having Thielen on the other side of him definitely helps him too. Which you know, I guess could beg. It could be like the the um. God, uh, this Steelers wide receiver, nineteen Juju, Juju, Juju Smith. Uh, yeah, uh, like remember when he had his most 
incredible years were when AB was on the other side. Once AB left, like I know they moved him into slot too instead of wide out, yeah. but he he didn't he still wasn't producing the same. And I'm wondering if Jefferson's getting that because Thielen's on the other side, and we all know Thielen's a dog. Yeah, yeah. Also, yeah, I don't think Juju is all that good, or at least a true number one receiver because they had Bell too. So I mean, you had to like. Well, I didn't know this until last year, but apparently it was it's because at Pittsburgh they moved him into the slot and they were trying to have him do more of the dirty work and all the blocking and stuff like that because he was a bigger receiver than uh Clay uh is it Clay Clay Bourne or Clay Pool? Clay 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 Pool. Yeah, Chase Clay. Um he like he's a big dude, but he's like tall and skinny. He's like an athletic, tall guy, you know what I mean? Um, and apparently that's like, I guess it was, I heard him talking about it. It was on like a Monday night game or a Sunday night game last year. And they were talking about that, how like he wants to go back to wide out, but you know, they kind of need him to play that position. So. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that's why like he gets a lot, like you'll ever see his stats. He's like six catches, 60 yards. Like he doesn't. Like yeah. He just never. I can't. Does yeah, a I can't lot. stand all his like dancing, his TikTok videos of dancing. Yeah, on the that is post. that's terrible too. And then when your when your stats aren't as good as they once were, and you're doing like you're doing all these TikTok dances. Yeah, yeah, and you get thirty yards in a game. It's like all right. Yeah. You know, maybe focus the on the Browns. The Browns. Yeah. Yeah. Then wasn't he like a pathetic loser after too about it? Like he was all. He was like a sore yeah, loser about it. Him and Claypool, they were all like, "Yeah, they're gonna get it next week." And it's the, yeah, still like, the and they actually almost won the game. Yeah, I was just like, "All right, you guys, you guys lost You're to the Browns." Not getting it. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So back to Rogers. I, I'm more, you know, because I was watching the uh, the video on Pat McCaffney's and they were getting their reactions and i thought the packers oh, I fans i thought the packers fans said it best uh, and he was like i'm like i'm shocked that it happened this year but i'm not taken aback by it like i'm not surprised like i'm hurting but he's like i'm not surprised by this and um you know and like his point was at every opportunity the Packers took to possibly make Aaron Rodgers think this way, they took it. And they would do things that would drive a quarterback to think this way and oh, want yeah. to do this finally. Well, it all started with uh, Jordy. Um, they didn't even like sign him to want to sign him to an extension. Like they didn't even offer him a contract. Like, once his contract ended. So he signed with the Raiders for like a two-year deal and then played, I think he only played one season there though. And then he yeah. offered yeah. to come back just for like the league minimum, like that following season or like some like, like super low contract offer. And uh, they still didn't like accept it or anything like that. And like, that was Rogers. Like, yeah, their was like the best player, yeah, yeah their, that was his bro. So like that was, I think that was like one of the first things that like happened that like really put, rubbed him the wrong way. You guys could have used him too. Oh, for sure. He would have. He still would have been probably 
the second best receiver on the team. You'd be the second best receiver right now, probably. Yeah. And, and he, and Jordy Nelson is a smart enough guy to know and realize it'd be like, he, you're not going to ask for, uh, you know, a 1200 yard season from him, but if he can give you like 600 yards, that's a good, that's all he, he's capable of doing that. Oh, for and sure. Even though he's not the same Jordy Nelson, he was before he blew his knee out. Most yeah. players aren't after that happens, but, um, yeah, I mean, he still could have done that in a second role. It was like Tory. It was like Tory. Uh, I was almost called him Tory. Tory uh, Wilson, but it's Tory Smith. When the Eagles oh, got yeah. him in twenty in twenty sixteen, he wasn't the same receiver anymore. But we use him. He got us like five hundred fifty yards, like three touchdowns, made a big play in the Super Bowl. Like he did his job, and you never had to worry about him. You know, yeah. and that's the role Jordy Nelson essentially would have been able to fill on that team. And you needed that too, particularly. Oh, that yeah, year. it was just, he just knew where to go. Like as soon as Rodgers would scramble and get out of the pocket, he knew mm-hmm. exactly like where to go. And, like, he has he that with Adams like, really well too. Yeah. And that's like what is starting to develop with like Adams. And it's well, just like. So I'm curious. It was, it, it almost feels like last off season was the first time Adams and Rogers really worked out together a lot because they seemed way more in sync this year than ever before. And yeah. it was almost like last year they noticed that they could have potential to have really good chemistry. And then this year was like the first time they ever worked out with each other all off season. Yeah. Well, like I remember like, I think it was like four seasons ago um, when he was like number three on the team or number mm-hmm. two. And he just couldn't catch anything. Like, mm. he, he dropped so many passes. And then he, like, slowly got better the next season. And then after that, Jordy was gone. So then, like, his, like, season after that was, like, his, like when he was, like, number one. Yeah. And I think that was, like, the first year of LaFleur was the head coach. But, yeah, I think, like, he, they just slowly have gotten a lot better. They, they do, like, hang out there, like, all the time now, apparently which was like one of the main things that like, get, yeah, they, they seem like they, they get each other. They get each other on the playing field. Um, yeah. They're like friends off outside of the field too, which was like what Jordy was big time. Yeah. It, curious as to, I don't know that I like that. Aaron Rodgers would go to San Francisco after what he said at the draft. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I totally agree with that. But he is from like uh, Santa Clara. No, so I know. I mean, well, he's from, well, he's from Chico. Chico. Yeah, Chico's, yeah, yeah. Chico's yeah, up perfect. north. Chico's yeah. like two hours from my house. Okay. Like How far is Chico Sacramento. from? The Santa Clara, that's where the 49ers are, right? Santa Clara. Yeah. So from Chico, uh, where he grew up, from Chico to Santa Clara, maybe like five and a half. Okay. Because I think five he said he grew up as a 49ers fan. Like oh, yeah. Was. It's the only team. It's, it's the closest team to him in Chico. Yeah. 100%. Okay. Would be 100% the, the Niners. Uh, it'd be the Niners or the Raiders. And I think probably when he was growing up at the time, the Raiders were probably in LA at the time. So he probably okay, only had the Niners. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, pretty much like everybody in Northern California, Niners fans. Yeah, and then sure. Oakland is pretty much like only the ones who are like the Raiders. Although they hate the Raiders now, I think, because they moved to Vegas. I, I can't believe they left that fan base. 
That was like one of the yeah. best. Yeah, they and lost like San Diego. San Diego to LA. That was just so dumb. I kind of have less problem with that because although I do have a problem with it in the sense that San Diego really could have used having the Chargers there. Um, Because they're about to be good. Like with Justin Herbert, like. Yeah, he's kind of a stud too. Yeah. He's got a cannon, man. I won a lot of money on him last year gambling uh, on his uh, over-unders for touchdowns in a game. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because his his over was – it was generally always like one or one and a half. And he, remember when yeah, he went he, on that streak, like he was just fucking throwing bombs everywhere. He was getting three a game. And I was like, yeah, I remember I watched like, it was one of the night games and they were playing like the saints, I think. Yeah. He was like going toe to toe with like Drew Brees, just slinging some like absolute darts in there for like, it was like a 40 yard, just like five feet off the ground. And like, just yeah. didn't really, just like stayed there. It was just on a rope. And I was just like, and you know what's kind of crazy too is you you see these quarterbacks too and you don't realize it. And Justin Hibbert's one of those guys, but they're big guys, like they're big dudes. And you don't oh, yeah, realize it because they're five. they're the quarterback. But yeah, like yeah. Tom Brady is too. I'm six three. I'm taller than most people. Generally, most people, if I walk into a room, I'm generally taller than almost everybody there. Yeah, Tom Brady is. And if you're like tall and then you sit next to you stand next to somebody who is like tall, it makes you feel small. Like they're big guys. Oh, yeah. Just like in the USF locker room, I felt like a small guy. And yeah. I'm six two, six three. And then I go to like outside public and every dude's like not yeah. six foot. <laughs> yeah, I'm just and like, then wow, you get those linemen, they're just a different breed of yeah, they're like three hundred pounds. Yeah, six six, three hundred pounds just tanks and they can move but they're yeah. they're linemen are always jolly oh yeah. i would say <laughs> generally speaking, they're, always, happy. Are always, they're jolly. always eating yeah they're always eating they're always good they're always jolly i because the usf teams would come out to the courts in the off season and um they would all they would all just like all this you would the skill players never played with um, the linebackers and the linemen because they were just not on. There were some linebackers that obviously could play with like the skill positions, but like, yeah, generally the like wide receivers and the DBs would never play with them. They'd be on the other court. Yeah. <laughs> but the linebackers and the, uh, the like defensive linemen and O linemen, they were really funny to play. They played a lot of basketball against them. So, and then, uh, just all those football players in general and the linemen were always my favorites because they were just funny. They love oh, yeah, to set dude. screens because it was not a lot of work. <laughs> it was, it's weird. Like every every team I've been on, the linemen have always been like the closest group of like the like position groups, like as yeah. like actual yeah. friends. Like O linemen like always hung out together. But like yeah. Outside of those positions, like everyone else just kind of hung out with each other, like whoever you're like friends with on the team. But like the linemen always just like hung out with like linemen. There's just nobody else like them on the team. You know what I mean? Well, they, like, they, they would always just it. go to like the buffets and shit together. Yeah. And like That's think about it, like even just from the sense that like the second biggest positions are your defensive linemen and they're not nearly as big as offensive linemen. And yeah. So it's like, like they're closer. They could closer resemble a linebacker if they wanted to, you know. Um, 
so there's just nobody like them structurally, just appearance, physicality, everything on the team. I think that's kind of like why they always would hang out with each other because it was just yeah, like, they just have like a different mentality. They're just like, yeah. It's like linebackers. You know how linebackers, like to play linebacker in the NFL, like you probably have to have a little bit of a screw loose. And it was like, if you weren't a linebacker, like you would have been like, you would have been running a street mob and like people would have been scared of you forever because linebackers are just like, they're they're different animals, man. Like you got to be special. Like headbutt you with the helmet on, like shit gets you hyped (laughs) up and it's like, Jesus Christ, dude. Yeah. I'll never forget. Like, I'm good, dude. <laughs> I'll never forget um, when it was the year the Eagles won the playoffs and we got a pick six. And I just see Nigel Bradham, like, he's flexing on the, the like, you know, the celebration camera. And he's like flexing oh, yeah. on him and he's slapping his boys up. And I was like, they're just a different breed, man. They're just totally nut jobs. Oh, yeah. They just like want to like hit someone, dude. And oh, just yeah. Light them up and like hurt people almost. Yeah. <laughs> but like yeah. playing football. in a control. Yeah. In a controlled way. Like they just want to, yeah, they want to rock people. My dad was telling me. Um, so my dad played football at Appalachian State. And yeah. his, it was either, I think it was a junior year. So he played strong safety. Um, oh, that's, and yeah. That's a, they were, that's they were playing. Don't worry, this is not about him. <laughs> um, they were playing Clemson, number two in the nation at this time. They had like Refrigerator Perry on the team, um, and they had uh, like they had a fullback named Kevin Mack who was an All American. Well, they did like a little dump off play, and um, you know Kevin Mack was just coming out of the backfield. They hit did the check down, and as he was running up the field, my dad was going to come and meet him. But before he could even do that, their line Appalachian State's linebacker Dino Hackett, he was actually NFL played in the NFL for like eight years. Um, I think he even made All Pro a couple years. Comes over and just lights up Kevin Mack, and he said he like got over and his face mask was like all crooked and stuff. And my dad was sitting there, was just like, "What the hell?" And Dino Hackett standing over him, and he's in his face he's all all fucking gay baby all fucking gay (laughs) number two team in the nation i think they just won like the national title the year before or something or two years before and that's that's just that's linebackers yeah (laughs) they ended up losing obviously it was like i think they lost like 20 or 31 7 or 28 7 or something like that but yeah it was linebackers are nuts, bro. Oh Absolutely yeah, they are. Yeah, insane. Yeah, I'm gonna. They're funny though, they're like, cause you're just like when you're talking to them, you're like, holy shit. <laughs> you're like, yeah, you're on a different level, man. <laughs> everyone at USF was just like, like they just weren't the brightest. Some of the guys, they just weren't the brightest either. They just, yeah, they just yeah, loved you football. The, you get that in. Um, well, I mean, it was like, what was that show? Last Chance You. There was a guy on the team who was just like, they just, he was at Last Chance You, and he had like a 1.8 GPA in the semester at this university. And it was like, like he just wasn't going to class pretty much. He was like, I just want to play football. And he just like wasn't showing up to class. So that's why he was getting this GPA. They always do that. It's just like the dumbest shit. Like they just like don't do the work. Oh, I had a lot of football players in my, cause when I switched majors in college, um, I switched to 
communication. So I had to like do the general communication stuff in the beginning of that. Um, I had a lot of football players in my class. And I mean, a couple of my classes, like there was particularly a couple teams or a couple players who like, they were actually really good at showing up, but then, yeah, I would have classes like they'd come half time. <laughs> they just come at the yeah. class and I'm like, my God, man, come on. I know that shit would get us in trouble, dude. We had to like show up at 5 a.m. Don't you guys uh, have to have a team GPA too? Like it has to be above a certain GPA as a team. Yeah, it has to be above a 2.0, I think. I think it's just a 2.0. That's good. Maybe like a 2.5. Yeah, but it wasn't it was like crazy. Because it wasn't there there like, wasn't there like uh, coaches? I've heard stories of like coaches like, they would tell like the smarter players on the teams, like, Hey, why don't you take a couple easier classes too? So you can get, you can raise our overall GPA. I wouldn't be surprised. Like does a player have to have it? So does a player have to have over a 2.02 to play or. Yeah. So he, I'm, yeah. So I'm pretty probably sure. the team's yeah. probably 2.5 then as a team, you probably need a 2.5 and then you probably need a 2.0. Yeah. They no, I was told high school too. They had that. Yeah, high school cause... too. At least in California, they did. Okay. Yeah, yeah no, I was told because I was a specialist. Uh, my GPA had to be like above a 3.0. Like be on the team. <laughs> I swear to God. And I was like. Well, it's always cool. funny too when you see, uh, whenever you see on like uh, CBS, the SEC, they always do this thing where they shout out like an honor grad, and it's always like the scholar athletes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the scholar athlete's like a kicker, three point four economics degree. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is like impressive, especially because these schools are like big schools and universities. Oh, but yeah. it's always a kicker. It's always yeah. like a long snapper. Or <laughs> and if it's not, then like the GPA is like not very good. <laughs> it's like just barely eligible or they're like a comms major and it'll be like 3.2 3.4 communications and that'll be his gpa yeah yeah that's generally how it is sorry that's what mine was <laughs> communicate wasn't even a 3.4 in communications but you know no yeah i had like a 297 like at one point which is obviously not great but Football literally took up like 12 hours of my day. Yeah. But like they literally told me I had to have like above a 3.0 or I wouldn't be on the team. USF. Go Bulls. Go Bulls. <laughs> oh, man. Man, was... we had an opportunity too to kind of get back on the map football wise with uh, yeah. Flowers and Mac and all them. And then we couldn't recruit and. Yeah, they just like after like, that class, it just yeah. stopped again. Like it was like when they had that, that great pop, they were like they weren't using that in the recruiting. Like, look, we're on it, we're about to go on a run. You want to join? You want to join? We're look at we're gonna be a new thing. And then I know there was always like this will they, won't they build a stadium on campus? What's have you That's heard the official thing. word on that? I think they're planning on to. I don't know if it's official yet, but I think I think I might have, like, remember hearing something of that. I mean, it's a huge deal. Like, it sucked, like, riding in the buses to the stadium. Like, um, and, like, it was cool. I mean, it was cool the first time, like, playing at Ray J. But, like, after that, it was just, like, all right, this kind of sucks. Like, it was, like, an away game, basically, almost, because we had to, like, drive there and, like, all the buses and stuff. It's a pain to get there. You get to go – 
there's pretty much from USF, like the campus area to that place, there's pretty much like one street that gets you there. And then you have like 15 to 20,000 people trying to get there. You well, know. the one good thing is we did always have like a police escort. Oh, yeah. So like oh, yeah, cops would the literally team, just so like you were always... whip out into like the fucking middle of like Fowler and just block all of the tra- traffic. It was pretty, Dude, it was pretty intense sometimes. No stadium on campus yet. That sucks. Are you looking it up? Yeah. It's just all these, like they have, they even have like the digital art photos of what it would look like. That's what campus. I saw, I think. Yeah. But, but they're like, like, it's a dream, no plan yet. Blah, blah, blah. It's oh, like, God. Oh, well, we did, Judy did leave. And she was such an academic, like, supporter and not really, like, an athletic supporter at all. But they're kind so, of interlinked, though. Like, in yeah, order to make your academics better, like, gener- like, even look at some of the top schools, they're, they're incredible athletics and something. Like, Duke, basketball, you know? No, yeah, but it was just, like, stuff like that, though. It was, like, building a stadium on campus was, like, she never wanted to, like, do that, yeah. apparently. <laughs> But yeah, maybe. She was a... Oh, she was a great uh, dean for sure. Just yeah, but she was a fun sucker. She yeah. she did not she did not like the sound of fun. Um, she was she wasn't bad. I mean, it definitely helped because it, it like her her goal helped because it brought like USF up in like national rankings academically. Yeah. You know, prior, prior, we weren't anything. I think now they're 130th in the nation, which I'm not like saying, you know, suck our dicks because I get it. We're not like super high rank, but prior to that, like 10 years ago, they probably weren't even scratching the top 200. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, and top 130, that's like, yeah, it's not bad. There's a lot of schools like, out there. Like, there's a lot of colleges and we're 100, ranked 130th. That's like better that. than. Almost every going third up. team, yeah, yeah, or third and they're only going state. up. And if we do, in my opinion, if we do get good at football, we do get a stadium on campus, which would help. It would just help recruiting too. Oh yeah, a stadium no. on campus, and you know it's that's gonna if your program, your football program starts to grow, it doesn't mean like your academics has to suffer because. You just make it harder on the other people who aren't athletes to get into your school. That's all it is. Yeah. Like you have oh, yeah. a two point five, and you're coming in here for a basketball scholarship. You're gonna get in, but if you have a two point five, and you're just trying to be a business, you know, econ major or yeah, an econ major, like you're not getting in with a two five. You're gonna have to get in with yeah. three. three no, five. yeah, like it. Being an athlete was the only reason I got into USF for sure. I got in because I applied as uh, Hispanic, so ah. that's why I got in. That makes sense. I'm gonna grab a beer real quick and take a piss. Yeah.
So how's Dallas? Dude. Uh, okay, so aside from the allergies. Great. I love it here, man. So one of the things that actually I like most about it is there's so many places to eat, dude. Like you could probably go, you could probably go a whole calendar year and not eat at the same spot. That's dope. Like Tampa, like Tampa's kind of not uh, nearly as big as that probably because I feel like Dallas no, is probably Dallas just so much the biggest city I've ever lived in. Like when I was driving in, when I was driving in, it was intimidating. It was so big, and people were just like driving, like because Texas is so big as a state. So oh, yeah. everything here is like eighty miles an hour, seventy-five miles an hour. And so I'm coming into this massive city and then all of a sudden there's just like all these fucking cars on top of me. I was like, holy shit. And I was used to driving in Portland for two years, three years. And where those people drive, they all drive like they're 97 and they have cataracts in both their eyes. So it's just... Or they're all high and just chilling. <laughs> yeah, they're probably not... Those people are not driving uh, or they're busy burning down federal buildings. But, um, you know, you got a lot of things to occupy your time up there. Um, but yeah, I mean, so it was pretty intimidating. It's a big, it's definitely a big city, but it's so nice and it's just so mellow. Like it's like work hard, play hard, but it's like people don't care about you. And that's what I really like. Like they don't like, and I mean this like in a, like, not like they, like they don't care as long as you're not like harming somebody. Like they don't like, they just let you be. Like in Portland, it was just super, everything was like super tense. Like people were always just like, you know, ready to call you out on something. And people were just like very judgmental where here people like almost don't like, they just won't even give you the time of day, not in a rude way, but like, they're not going to like, you know, sit there and worry about what you're doing. <laughs> they're like, no, yeah, I'm going to live my life. I know like two people like out there and I just like, see all the stuff that they post and it seems pretty cool but in Dallas? yeah i mean i don't they're like old like high school friends that i just still follow like on facebook oh okay yeah no i really like it the, you know the one thing i will say is it, it does suck there's not like there's not like a um body of water so there's not something you can do like by a lake or a river um yeah that probably sucks or like a beat there's no lakes there not where we are but if you go to austin there is okay. um like uh, you go a little further south and then obviously you continue to go south you have the uh gulf but um yeah but yeah so that's the only downer but as far as that it's like a beautiful city a lot of a lot of beautiful women um and I mean, it's, yeah, it's cool. It's like, it's, everything looks expensive without being expensive. I gotcha. That, must that makes be sense. Nice. Like everybody's dressed, like you got to dinner, like everybody likes to dress up, like they like to look nice. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I like that part. Like, you know, it's cool to like, you can go to like, you know, it's cool to have like some places where you can go in super casual, but you know, if I'm going out, like I want to look nice. So, uh, you know, they kind of like pride themselves on that here. I feel like, which I really like. Um, and the food here is just, I think 
one of the best places, best cities I've ever eaten in, like hands down. Like it's just the food quality is good and there's so many different types. It's amazing, man. It's amazing. Oh. And I was hoping the Packers would play there like this year upcoming, like in Dallas. I totally would. Are you going to root for him even if, if Rodgers leaves? Or are you still going to – you going to bear through that? I mean, I'll still be a Packers fan, but I'll definitely, like, support Rodgers wherever he goes because they just, have, like, that. haven't done – they don't, like, ask for any of his, like, any influential, like, advice, like, who they draft, who they sign, and stuff like that. It's a big mistake. And, like, play calling after they kick that field goal in the NFC Championship game. Still upset about that, huh? Yeah. Um, well, your defense. Well, because I went didn't to the Bucks. Well, I went to the first game of the season in Tampa when it was like week six. Oh yeah. And they got. I wore my I wore my full Packers poncho and everything inside the stadium, and it was during like middle of, or like still like COVID protocol, so there wasn't like. I think there's only like 15,000 people there. Yeah. And like they just got destroyed like 38 yeah. to 10. So I was just getting everyone was just talking shit to me in the stands. It was horrible. So I was just waiting so much for that revenge game at home and they fucking lost, dude. I was so upset. Cuz I work with Bucks fans and I was just Oh, uh, they were probably they were probably insufferable uh, when they won the Super Bowl. Yeah. And I work with a 49ers fan. So it was like the year before. This year, everyone else is just like Bucks fans because it's, you know. I hate Niners fans the most because Niners fans are the most fair weather fans. They're, they're like, you'll never hear them say anything and then they'll have a great year. And then all of a sudden, all these Niners fans just start talking about how great they are, how much they love their team. And you're like, Oh my God, if you're going to be, if you're going to be a fan, like there's every team has these fans where, you know, they're good fans because they're, they'll cheer them on. They're watching their games when, even when they're four and 12, doesn't matter. I I've suffered through the reason I, the reason I was so emotional about the Eagles winning the Super Bowl. I, because I was a fan for all those seasons that they were fucking getting shit on. The only team in our division has never won a Super Bowl. We're, and we're generally good every year. Oh, yeah. Just, that's what makes it worse, too. Well, yeah. So, like the Packers, I mean, they've made seven straight playoff runs and then they missed the playoffs because Aaron Rodgers, he broke his collarbone that year. And then they went to two straight NFC championship games. So, I mean, if they trade him, like they're not winning five games without. Well, I don't him. think I don't think they're trading him this year, which I think. Yeah, is... I don't. I mean, I hope not. But what if he if they do like this year? You think he's gone? What? You think he's gone if he wins a Super Bowl this year? Even with you guys? I don't know. I don't know if they can win the Super Bowl with their like their team. Maybe he's saying that so they draft a fucking receiver this year. That's like, also a thing. I was like, if they don't like move up, I think I hope they try to like move up in the draft. They got, yeah, if they moved up to get Kyle Pitts, that would be a. I mean, that'd that would be, be awesome, a, dude. That would, that would literally 
be so good for you guys. You guys could not even find a better fit for you guys. I know, but I love uh, Big Bobby Tanyan, dude. He's a fucking stud. Yeah, Kyle Pitts is going to be – you're going to be putting him out in the slot a lot. You even put him out at wide out. He's not like Tanyan. Uh, yeah, no, I also think that's just probably not going to – like even possible though. Probably not. Because that'd be but... to get up to four. Or even like just the Maybe Falcons going to Julio. I've heard he was probably going to go like top eight, I guess. So he probably would go four. Who's well, if the Falcons – um, well, if the Falcons don't trade out of four, I think they'll take Pitts because they want to get rid of Julio. So even if the Packers trade for it, Julio, what? that would be insane. When did they say that? It came out within like the last day or two. Or he's, they, they, they don't want to trade him, but he's on like the trading. Like they've listened to offers. And he knows that? And did he want to be on the trading block? I mean, I don't know. I don't think so. I think honestly, I, I bet you, see, here's what I think. I think the Seahawks, or Seahawks, the Falcons are saying he's on the trading block out of respect for him. Cause I think what they're seeing right now is they're like, we're, we're going to have to rebuild. Like we got to completely start over and oh, yeah, they're trash. we don't. They're and trash. yeah. And Julio, you've done so much for us. We love you. Like we're going to trade you to a team that we think will, you know, could get you there. I don't know that that's what they're doing, but I would hope so. That and that does happen. So oh, yeah. they, they could be doing him a service to be honest. And we would get it because Julio Jones is one of the, greatest receivers but never want to ring and that's that's well, a big deal too yeah i mean i remember there's this video that it's like uh larry fitz that it was like the falcons and yeah. cardinals were playing and larry fitz like points over to julio and he's like that's the best ever yeah like to play and it's like coming from like larry fitzgerald that's like yeah like, that's probably true that like i still disagree i think calvin johnson is the greatest receiver to ever play play football I think I think I think Calvin Johnson's amazing too. I don't know if he's he the best. Was, he was literally triple teamed. <laughs> no, yeah, he was a stud. <laughs> they, Julio they wasn't as like big. They double teamed him. Yeah, Julio was just a little bit more athletic than him, and faster. Do you wanna? Do you wanna take that back? You know Calvin no, Johnson. Calvin's athletic. He was just. You, you know Calvin Johnson ran a four three five, right? Yeah, he was just like a. A bigger he it was almost like a like a receiving like not tight end but like he was like he was a tight end with receiving athleticism because he ran yeah. he he had a forty five inch vertical and a four three five forty and he was I didn't know six, he ran five. a four three yeah he ran a four three five forty as combine that's pretty fast it's that's almost like he's almost fast, like that's like what dude. Kyle Pitts like would almost translate to yeah except for Kyle Pitts is a little slower he's like but he ran a four four. I think he yeah. ran a four four five or something, which is still he's a little bit bigger cast. though too. Yeah, that's the other thing is Calvin Johnson. I think was like two forty, two thirty five. Yeah, Pitts is two forty five, six five. Yeah, Johnson he's a little, little bigger. Pitts also remember Pitts actually played tight end in air quotes on this one. Played tight end in yeah. college, where John Calvin Johnson straight up played receiver all throughout college too. Mm-hmm. No, dude, my dad, I'll never Johnson. forget. It was my dad was my dad's a big college football fan. Like diehard college football season is his season. That's his life. He loves it. Um, he 
he was one who showed me Calvin Johnson. He goes, watch this kid on Georgia tech. He's like, they have a quarterback named David ball. He's not very good. He's all right. He's athletic and fast, but he, they have this receiver, Calvin Johnson, number 21. He was watching me and he he was showing me these, uh, you know, we're just watching the game with him. And I think this was the one against Miami. And it was the one where there's that highlight play where he's running across the middle and it's thrown so far behind him. And he stops on a dime, reaches his hand back and just snags the nose of the ball and then brings it in and catches it. Um, My dad was like, he's, he's like, this guy's going to go pro easily. Like he might be a number one draft pick went number two, but that's insane. He was, he's, he was literally like a player you would create in Madden. Oh yeah, because he was yeah six four two thirty five, that yeah, athletic ability. And I think Jones is what six three two twenty. Like Jones is, I think Jones is the closest thing we ever get to him. But Jones, yeah. uh, Jones also had decided to play more. That's the other thing. Like I was surprised Calvin Johnson made the Hall of Fame because he only played I think eight seasons. Yeah, yeah, but he, was, he did I mean, have two records. <laughs> It's like Julio, you know, like they're talking about like Julian Edelman being Hall of Fame. Like he's not Hall of Fame. Person. I don't know about first ballot, but I would go second ballot. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. They, I remember, mean, they do just... it like they. If you can go your, it's the your first ballot just means the first year you were available for Hall of Fame, you make it. Yeah, and those are like the you know the greatest of all times. But like Chris Carter, like I think he just got inducted, and it was like, it was like. 10, 12 years before he finally got it. And he was like top five in every receiving record too. Yeah. No, there's still like, I think like Tory Holt, he's still not in the hall of fame. Like how many years did he play? I'm going to look that up. There's a lot of like really good receivers that are not like in the hall of fame. Let's look. Tory Holt stats. Okay. I mean, 10 years isn't terrible, but it's not a long time. Um, receiving totals, 13,000 yards for, for his career. And how many touchdowns? 74, t- oh, wow, 74 touchdowns. Julian Edelman only has 36 total. Yeah, Julian Edelman also has a shit ton of receptions and yards, though, too. Well, like, yeah, but... I'll I'll look at Julian Edelman's stats. Because, like... Because Julian Edelman played only 11 years, too. Yeah. It's like the last... Well, the last three... Because someone put out the stat. uh, The last three seasons... uh, Devontae Adams has 42 receiving touchdowns and Julian Edelman's whole career is 36. So per game, Corey Holt averaged more yards per game and more uh, receptions, actually. That's interesting. Uh, Totals. Not even close. Corey Holt blows him out of the water. In every category. Yeah. I guess I, I know Julian was like a playoff, you know, receiver. That's what they say. But I mean, 
still the whole regular season. That was just because he was even in the then, playoffs. So even much. then, the only thing. Like, oh, no, actually, times? yeah, actually, yeah. So in the playoffs, uh, per game, Julian Edelman averaged six receptions, 76 yards, 0.3 touchdowns. Holt averaged 4.7 uh, receptions, 63 yards, even 0.4. I mean, they were pretty similar. Pretty okay. similar, to be honest. Like, they were Julian Edelman, I would say, beats them in that, but like, they're pretty close. Uh, Tory Holt's way. I think Julian Edelman's a Hall of Famer, but I don't think he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. Uh, yeah, it'll be a a while before I he guess gets I am game. I guess I am surprised I didn't realize Tom, uh, Tory Holt's stats were that good yeah he was he was a son uh Sterling I, Sharp yeah he's not in the Hall of Fame uh Sterling Sharp only played like I I actually looked this up because I was listening to Shannon Sharp's uh rants about him and I was looking him up and his stats weren't like mind-blowing and particularly for how many years he had played did he get hurt or I think so. I think he like borders ACL. Tory Holt was pretty big. Yeah. Six foot two hundred. Damn. He was pretty big. He was a pretty big receiver. So you watching the draft tonight, obviously. I I don't think so because every time I watch the draft, the Eagles decide to throw away their draft so well so who who are you going or who do you want them to draft uh i mean originally i wanted kyle pitts and we were at a spot where we could have potentially gotten him um you're at 12 we're at 12 now but originally we were six oh yeah we traded the Dolphins. Yeah, that does suck. Well, because so, is Zach Ertz, is he getting traded? Well, they didn't extend him. Okay, so they the, might be negotiating not... that out now, but they didn't extend him because that was when he blew up on Howie Roseman and yeah. in the locker room and stuff because he wasn't getting an extension. Uh, actually, I think they got rid of him. Actually, I think he even I think he did like a going away post already but oh really Shit. so yeah um so we're, i mean to be honest i'm just i would like to get an offensive lineman to be honest or yeah. if you can't do that a db because i think well, defensively that's where our hole is is corner we don't have we have darius slay who actually he had a, a Three bad he's, games against three good receivers last year. Yeah, but outside of that, he good. played really, really good. No, yeah, he's good. But our other, we do need another corner, and we need two safeties. Kevon Wallace is starting to play better. He's a little small for my liking. He could be a good free safety. We can get rid of McLeod. But we need a big, strong safety. We need like somebody like six foot, six one, a strong safety. And also well, a corner. Yeah, because I, I saw today, I think, or something about the Eagles trying to trade into the top 10 to nine to beat out Dallas to get uh, the top corner. Cause Dallas is also trying to try to get a corner too. Or yeah, probably. Uh, corner I think out of Alabama. Sertan. 
I like the JC Horn guy from isn't South Carolina. Like, I was going to say, isn't there like one out of like uh, another SEC player too? Who's just yeah, really the South good? Carolina dude is, he's a bad dude. He's like a, like a Jalen Ramsey type of corner. Like we'll just beat you up at the line, not let you get off the line yeah. type of corner. Yeah, I like him. I li- I do think we need a corner um, or we need, but I mean, truth be told, we need to start rebuilding our offensive line. So I would love to see a pick like that. But well, also JC Horn, his, uh, his stats against SEC receivers, like in the draft and Kyle Pitts uh, were like ridiculous. He held them all to like single digit catches and yards. Wow. Like Waddle, Devontae, Kyle Pitts, Elijah Moore. Well, then I don't know why they would have traded out of six if they're going to try and trade back into nine. Yeah, I don't know about that. It doesn't really make sense. But yeah, would they get out of that though? Like, would they get out of like trading back though? I think a couple of picks. Okay. So I think we have more picks in the back end, but which I mean, you can pick, you know, you can always get offensive line. Like, I want to see a good offensive line defensive back draft that's what i'm looking for this year yeah like get me draft me draft me three dbs and two offensive linemen and you can fill the rest with skill positions you know and we can we can make trades for a big receiver um we can make you know we're never unfortunately we're stuck with hurts but you know forgot all God damn it. Yeah, I mean, Wentz definitely is a good quarterback. What? Wentz is definitely a good quarterback. Wentz is a great quarterback. The Colts are going to be pretty good this year. The Colts are going to be great this year. They do have a a light receiving core, I will say. Well, T.Y. is going back, and um, he was on the Pat McAfee show. Yeah. And, you know, Pat's, you know, played for the Colts, so he's a huge Colts fan. And he was asking him about, like, he was texting T.Y. about how uh, he went and trained with uh, Carson, like, ran routes and stuff. And he's, like, he was pretty hyped about it. Like, T.Y., he was like, yeah, he's he's pretty good. Like, he can throw the ball. (laughs) So, like, Pat was on the show just, like, going crazy, just super hyped talking about it. Telling you, dude. I don't know why you got rid of him. Especially with all that money. Like, and then you get rid of the head coach too. Like, just get rid I'm of glad one that. I'm glad that. But we also, what I've said this before though, is we needed Peterson and Roseman gone. And they only got rid of half the problem. So it's just going to be a continuation. That's the problem. Roseman's, Roseman's got to go. He has to go. He's a terrible GM. He, he's he's good with trades. Like he can make good trades, but he's pretty good at negotiating, but he's a terrible he's terrible at drafting, which is like where you really need your GMs to be good at. Oh yeah. That's usually where the Packers do tend to do like pretty well. Yeah. You need to be able to draft. And he's like his last six years, five years, he's just and then they, or they'll like, or they'll draft a linebacker, but it'll be like third team all conference linebacker that nobody's ever heard of. And you're like, why? He, he's not even going to 
disgrace the field this year. Like, why are you drafting him? <laughs> Nate, like, the Nate Sudfield, the quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> just oh god, absurd stuff like that that just gets you going as a fan. Um, well, what if they drafted a quarterback even first round? No. Who's available though as a quarterback? What could quarterbacks? Oh, I guess they have. They if they have could move up to like nine, they could get like maybe Justin Fields. I've heard this... he. I've heard he doesn't have a great work ethic. I've heard he's like not last in, first out, but like doesn't like put in a lot of effort. He kind of relies oh, on his talent. That. Um, but yeah. I, I also, the reason I disagree with that is because he's essentially Jalen Hurts, and it's like we already have that. I don't, I don't need that. I would rather I, draft the kid from North Dakota State, go back to North Dakota State, and get, <laughs> get their quarterback. Or um, don't they have somebody, I can't remember his name, but they have somebody who's – He's supposed to be like the next Josh Allen this draft. Isn't he like from a smaller school, but he's supposed to be like go in the top 10. That's what I mean. Not like plays like Josh Allen, by the way. Uh, I'm going to look this up. Uh, well, it's Trevor Lawrence. Then you got Zach Wilson. That's and then it's either Trey Lance or Mac Jones. And then Justin Fields, probably. Those are like the top five. Those are probably the only – they'll all go in the top ten probably. Uh, Trey Wilson's the North Dakota State guy, right? Yeah, Trey Lance. Trey Lance. Uh, and then who was the other one, though, that you said? It was right after um, – Zach Wilson. Yes, I think that's the guy. Isn't he from, like, a smaller school? Uh, BYU. Yeah. Well, yeah, his NFL comp is comp is Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes. And I'm just like... <laughs> Does he have a cannon? He must have a cannon, and that's what they must mean. No, like, it's they mean, like, arm talent. That's what they've been talking about. But, I mean, BYU was, like, good, but they weren't anything great. And against teams that were 10-0 or had 10 wins in a season, he was like, I think he had a losing record and like a horrible passer, like completion, touchdown. Yeah, that's, 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 that's college. Well, they, Look at Peyton Manning, never even, never even came close to winning an SEC title at Tennessee, and he's Peyton Manning. Yeah. Well, did he, if you've ever seen his pro day, he did make a couple. He made some pretty good throws for sure. I think – I think uh, – he and there was another one you said, Trey something. No, not Trey Lance. Well, that would be Trey Lance. Uh, and then there there's Mac Justin Jones. Fields. Mac Jones is, is from Alabama. Alabama, that's who it is. Yeah. Um, I would like a Zach Wilson. The odds that we get him are slim to none. Trevor Lawrence, we know, is going to Jacksonville. Zach, yeah, he, Wilson's going to New York at number two. Really think the, they're going to draft? Yeah, yeah, they need them. They probably need them. Um, yeah, they're like locked in apparently with that pick already. So it's basically the draft starts at like three with the 49ers. Like who they're going to pick? 
either like apparently it's either Trey Lance or Mac Jones. What if Trevor Lawrence drops to six? I don't think that will happen. No, but I'm just saying like, well, what if I I would strang I would fly to Philly and strangle Howie Roseman? I'd be like, of course. The odds on that yeah. would be insane. Well, remember <laughs> Rogers? Like he dropped super far. I know he wasn't like the Trevor Lawrence coming out of college, yeah. but he well, they, he already has the playbook. Oh, Trevor Lawrence, yeah, he already has like the playbook and shit. So he's yeah, he's going. He's it's already yeah, it's like already it's been known. Like whenever like whoever just got the first pick was like picking Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. Um, and that's one of those things too, where they, they're probably already negotiating contracts like for, you know, they've probably been talking to Trevor Lawrence for a month right now about contracts, what they're going to do. Yeah. And, uh, he's, he's taken all his contract in, um, Bitcoin, I think. Or like, I think his signing bonus maybe. Not both. So not like his contract, but like, I think it might be a signing bonus is he's getting it all in Bitcoin. Well, hopefully it's, hopefully it's not all of his money. Yeah. Hopefully it's just like a signing bonus, but I mean, I don't know how beneficial that's going to be because I mean, how big is Bitcoin going to get, but you know, who knows? Yeah. I mean, it's already pretty high. I mean, I, I would imagine it's going to, I could be wrong, but I, I feel like it's the way it's been acting recently. It's been hovering around 50. I mean, I, I don't feel like the cap's going to be much, much higher, maybe 60. I mean, well, 75. it's hit 62. Yeah. But then it, when it dropped, it stayed hovering around 50 to 52 right now. Um, I've seen people think it's going to end this year at like a hundred. 100k i hope so i hope so i have money in it so i mean i have money in that and in doge um although everybody says doge will never make more than a dollar but i mean it doesn't matter like the from it to go from like what one fifth of a cent to a dollar like i mean i stay in the game it makes it if it gets to a dollar i seem to make a good amount of money yeah i mean if you buy like a thousand dollars worth of it now, I think it's what like thirty-one cents or something. Or yeah, I got it at uh, less than a nickel. I think I got it at like twenty cents or something, like nineteen. I think. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's still. It is what it is. Yeah. Um, well, I got uh, a few questions from you then about the draft. Where do you think you guys are gonna go? Like, where, do you guys think you guys show, uh, you know, like a olive branch to, um, to Rogers and start drafting only skill positions? They fucking better. Or they call him. Where do you, who do you think we should be drafting? They literally should have him on the phone right now and be like, "Who do you?" When does it start do the draft? For? What time specifically? Uh, fifty-six minutes from now. I have it on in the background. So eight, just. Yeah. I'll get you. So, I mean, it's long. It's long, though. I mean, it's going to take a while. The, They're talking about first or second. Right is it first or second? Uh, first and second uh, today, or is it just the first? It's just the first. And then they like do three, two, three, four tomorrow, right? Two and three tomorrow, and then four through seven Saturday. 
Poor, like the last person drafted, they always call him Mr. Irrelevant. Yeah, and he gets like a special jersey. <laughs> Still getting drafted, it's pretty cool, but. Yeah, last overall. <laughs> but yeah, I no, if I ever make the team. Like, who, who's, I wonder who's, who's the best Mr. Irrelevant of the, of the, uh, probably like a kicker or someone. Probably just like a good kicker, like round seven. There's like, just fucking draft a kicker. He's like number two kicker coming out of college. (laughs) Yeah, because don't the kickers and like special teamers never get drafted, right? Like it's very rare. Yeah, it's starting to become a little bit more rare. Like it usually like maybe like this, like I think the Packers, they drafted a punter in the sixth round like two years ago. Yeah. But he was like one of the best punters like in the country. Yeah. Like I've heard that. I've heard like kickers. I've seen kickers and punters get drafted very late though. Like if it's a team, if they're getting drafted in the sixth round, it's probably the team's last pick. Yeah. And like most teams, like I think the Packers this year, they have like 10 picks again or something like that. So I mean, might as well just waste one on like a kicker if they need it. But oh, you do. Macy Crosby's got to go. No, dude, he's a stud. He's he a silver fox. He missed a lot of big field goals. That was he missed. It was one years. game. He had one bad game. He's he's honestly a great kicker. He didn't even do good in your NFC game title game this year. He missed a kick. I mean, that wasn't that wasn't the point of the game. It was the field goal at the end. But no, they uh, definitely need to trade up. In the draft. What are what's your first pick? Twenty-nine. So they're linked to a couple oh, receivers. A uh a receiver out of Minnesota, Bateman, Rashad Bateman. Oh, he's good. Yeah, no, he's if I'm good. Thinking the right sure. guy, he's like taller, isn't he? I think so. I think he's like a a bigger receiver, yeah. which they always have though. Every receiver on the Packers right now is at least six two to six three or taller. And we have like two that are like six four, like two hundred and fifteen pound receivers. I think he was and we don't have like that smaller slot like receiver. Number zero. Who was the golfer? The because they had a good receiving crew. Was he number zero? I thought he's number thirteen. Lazard. No, 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 no. On uh, the Gophers. Oh, Minnesota. They had a roster. That might have been him. I'm not sure. But um, no, I definitely hope they think they should trade up, especially with this happening like right now. About Rogers, like. Getting traded. He's six two, two ten. So if you guys got him, I mean, he's not a bad. He's not a bad receiver. No, I'll take any. I just hope they just draft whoever is like the best available. To be honest, because like at that pick, you're not gonna get like. Yeah, you're not gonna like be able to get like a dynamic. I mean, they could be obviously, but you're not gonna like a big name player like you would in the top fifteen picks. Right. So yeah, you're not getting like a like an instant game changer. Yeah, I mean, with the Packers though, they'll probably just end up picking up like Kyle, Kyle Trask or something like 29th overall. 
<laughs> just waiting for it to happen. I like Kyle Trask, though. No, I think he's a pretty solid quarterback. I don't see much of a difference between him and Mac Jones, to be honest. I don't either, and I don't know how Mac Jones is going to be going into, like, the top 15. Yeah, it's what, really he's a great like, game manager. They think he's got, like, the old IQ thing. But, like, Kyle Trask played in the same conference, had less uh, – like he didn't have like he did have Kyle Pitts and like that receiver Tony. Tony. But I mean Mac Jones had Najee Harris, Devontae Smith, Jalen Waddle. Like everyone on that team is like stacked. And he had better stats too. What do you think of um, Smith? Who? Smith. Devontae Smith. What do you think he's gonna do in the pros? I don't. I don't know. That's tough. I think he'll do good. I just I'm afraid if he gets hit, he's just gonna like. Yeah. Did you hear? I know he played in the SEC games? and he played against like good competition all year round. But I mean, this is this is the pros now. It's different. Yeah. yeah. And he's it's 160 the 1% pounds. And he he's just he's really skinny. It's like he weighs less than I think he would be the lightest person in the league. I know underneath kickers and I like know, the whole um, Deshaun Jackson was really tiny. Yeah, but I think he was still like 185 though, or something. Like Deshaun Jackson, let's look. Yeah, he had at least be like 180. Devontae's is one. I think you're right. You're right. Like 160, that is just that's too light. 175. Okay. That's still pretty light. Yeah. But Deshaun Jackson also in the grand scheme of things, what does he run? Like, like low four much, three, probably. No. Sorry, routes. He oh, generally only routes. runs yeah, he pretty much runs fly routes and like deep comebacks. Yeah. Or he'll do a deep post like it's generally nothing anything short and yeah he could be really good at that smith but like i don't i i think there's this hype about him like he's going to be this complete receiver and i'm like look at his frame and there's receivers like him in the nfl but like look at uh ridley in um in atlanta like you can be good in the league but you're not going to be like this talked about top receiver in the league yeah, I don't like Jamar Chase. I think he's going to be really good. You mean stud? He's the LSU receiver, right? Yeah. yeah. And that'll be interesting yeah. because the Bengals, every mock draft either has them taking um, Jamar Chase or the tackle from Oregon, Sewell. C- or... Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know how to pronounce his name, but I know you're talking about. Yeah. That guy. Uh It'll be because they drafted a receiver first round last year, T. Higgins from Clemson, who's also yeah. like yeah. really good. So that'll be like if they draft Jamar Chase for Joe Burrow, because they had twenty, he had twenty touchdowns the last season he played with Joe Burrow when they won the national championship yeah. in a season. Like he had like eight or fourteen hundred receiving yards. Yeah, him and, yeah, him and it, Jefferson it were fortune of the world. Yeah, so that'll be crazy. Like if they have Joe Burrow. Jamar Chase. T. Higgins. 
and then T Higgins I'm and also Tyler Boyd because he's on that team. I'm curious how Burrow. I don't think Burrow's going to come back till midseason. I I mean he's I think he's supposed to be back week one. Is he? I think I think that he said he was ready or like he was going to be ready for week one. I hope they don't. I don't hope they don't rush him back. That it was just what was it? Just an ACL ACL tear though. Yeah, kind of a big deal, especially for him. He's a mobile quarterback. What week was it though? It was like week like what six? Six or seven. That's why I thought he wouldn't be ready until like a couple weeks into the season because it was a little later in the season last year. Huh. I don't know. I mean, I hope yeah, he's back. He was like seven or eight. I mean, it depends on how much it was. Like maybe it was only like a sixty percent tear. Yeah, he was it's playing only- good too. Dude, tell him. Yeah, he was playing real good. He was playing. He was not looking like a rookie. Like he looked yeah, that's why like Herbert is getting all the talk now because like Burrow got hurt, and then yeah. Herbert was the only one to put up all the stats. Yeah, but Herbert is good though. They're both Herbert's really good so quarterbacks. That's what I am curious about. Is with um, that's why I think Kyle Trask could be good because. What if I, I think just the the new modern football now, like right, like he he can play that spread football. Yeah, it's only no, a few reads. I think he's good. I I mean I think he's solid. I didn't watch enough of his. Well, games I'm a Florida. I'm a Gator fan. I would say. I mean, it's I, I get it because like sometimes it's hard to be like, well, it translates really well at the college game, but how's it going to be in the pros? Yeah, even at the new pro spread offenses that they're kind of running they're still different you know you know uh florida comes to tampa play usf this year no that's disheartening as it alumni of usf because that means usf usf now back is back to the tune-up game (laughs) we're the tune-up game now for these big teams it'll be better next year they were bad last year but well, what makes you think they're going to be better? Just the the coach, another year. I don't know if last last year was his second or first year. He was the Clemson assistant head coach under Dabo, so He's I don't know nine assistants. So yeah, you know. What does that mean? Was he his assistant? Coach? I know, it's just like the whole Sean McAvey thing. Like anyone that worked with Sean McAvey got a head coaching job. Yeah. Our yeah, head I mean, coach. Nick Saban, pretty much he gets that too. If you worked, if you were a coordinator or an assistant coach for Nick Saban, you're, you're getting a job yeah. somewhere. Any yeah. of those two. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you're going to be getting a job if you work with Dabo ever too. Um, Mm-hmm. Couple of those. Well, like even Urban Meyer now in the NFL, like yeah, yeah, because he's in Jacksonville, isn't he now? Yeah, so he's gonna have Trevor Lawrence. So that'll be like pretty hard interesting. Is a rock right now. What? Oh, he's just hard as a rock, just because he's got Trevor Lawrence. He's like ah, all the plays is... I'm gonna be able to design. <laughs> he he's just in heaven. I'm curious how Urban's gonna translate to the NFL true i think he'll do good i mean they've definitely got the last college coach to come into the nfl and do well Pete carroll 
Yeah. Jim Harbaugh for a little bit. Yeah. Had his moment. Yeah, the 49ers were good. For like three years in a row. They were good. Uh, yeah, probably Pete Carroll, though, or Jim Harbaugh. Oh, we'll see. Not a good track record. I think I'll do fine. I mean, everywhere he's gone, they've been, like, successful, so. Yeah, but again, that was only college. I'm still bitter he left Florida, and he did it just so he could go be the coach of Ohio State, which just hurt even more. Because it was like we're like we're Florida Gators, like we're not big enough for you. Like we're the Florida. I get it's Ohio State, but like we're the Florida Gators. Like well, he's from Ohio, so I know, I know. But... It's a hype thing. My dad was hyped. Yeah, I bet. And then he won you guys a national title too. That was a good team. Only one though, right? With Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah, because they got suspended one year because of like some they were like selling memorabilia for money to get like that was Pharrell Pryor. Yeah, or they got suspended though for like a year from the playoffs and they went undefeated that year. It was something. I can't remember. Zervin Meyer, he got in trouble for that all the time at U at UF too. So he. He, he, we got into a lot of violations. Well, just look at that team. Look at the Aaron Hernandez, the whole situation. Aaron Hernandez. We had Brandon Spikes as a middle linebacker. We had Percy Harvin, who was the number one uh, recruited person in high, coming out of high school. He was number one overall. Same year, to, uh, Tim Tebow, who was the number one quarterback coming out of high school. Um yeah, we had a very, very good team. And I know my sister, she was an athletic trainer there at the time. She said it was insane. Your sister was an athletic trainer around that team? Toots. I'm just saying, bro. No, just she saying. At the time, I think she was dating one of the. I'm sure they've been with a lot of people who've been dating people. One of you the have. offensive linemen. <laughs> um, there was somebody I met at a Penn State game who had, she had uh, sex with Shaquan Barkley when he was at Penn State. And I was like, Take you knock it down? She was all, I mean, could you really? He's like, she's like, you probably banged like three other guys at, girls at night. And sure. uh, so it's like, you know, what do you do? But, um, yeah, I bet you it was nuts because they won two. They won two national titles in three years. Yeah. Was she there all three years, or was she there for like the last one or something? Uh, I'm not. I think it was. I can't remember like when she graduated because I was like in like fifth or sixth grade, I think. I always forget you're so much younger than your sisters. Yeah. Like seven years and then like 10 years and then like 13 years or something like that. Like 12. So the, uh, the youngest sister is still seven years older than you. 
for she's five or five. She's thirty. So it's thirty, thirty-three, and thirty-five. That's how old my sisters are. So one's five, one's eight, one's ten. Did I have a sister who's ten years older than me, and then I have a sister who's nine years older than me. So I know how that's I know what that's like. Yeah. And then I have a sister who's three years younger than me. That's my family tree. Um, not that anybody asked, but I'm the youngest. Uh, I got three sisters too. You're wait. So yeah, that's right. You are the youngest. Um, how wait? How I guess ten. So yeah, when you were really little, they were like, oh yeah, you probably got tortured. Like yeah. when they were like teenagers. Yeah, you probably got tortured. Cause you were probably at like four or five where you didn't really know enough about the world. So like they could talk you into doing probably anything. I remember. Yeah. Before like sixth grade, I just used to get my, like they just beat the shit out of me sometimes. <laughs> it was like torture. It was like, in, like it, but yeah. And then like seventh grade, I finally hit like a growth spurt and was taller than like all of them. I think after that yeah. but i only lived with like two of them, or one at the time so because they were they were playing sports and they were athletic and they were way older than me yeah. they just yeah. abused me <laughs> i had my my older sister uh before i never had a growth spurt i didn't hit a growth spurt until pretty much like eighth ninth grade like and even then it wasn't like i grew like over six foot like i was still sub six foot i just grew four inches so i was just like more like average height at that time but i wasn't yeah. like yeah wasn't the height i am now but yeah so i, I didn't get taller than her for a while and she would always tell me that i was never going to be taller than her <laughs> like it just just destroyed me because i was like there's like i knew it was the only reason she was able to beat me up it's because she was so yeah. much bigger than me and I was like, one day I'm going to be taller and bigger than you. And I'm like, I'm going to kick your ass. And she'd be like, you're never going to be taller than me. That, that's how it was. My, it was. I remember the day I was like taller than him. It was great. Yeah. I remember the day. I'll never forget the first time my mom tried to punish me when I was taller than her for the first time. It was like weird because it was like the ever, it was like the first time in my life, my mom was scolding me, but looking up at me. And I remember like, yeah, I'm like, oh my god, I'm so much taller now. Like, this is so weird. Fuck you, mom. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like, I don't have to listen to this. No, um, yeah, it was just, I, I, it was that was a weird thing too. Is like then always having to to do that, but um, yeah, it's gone. Oh yeah, dude. So, uh, how was uh, the sparring session? Um. Okay. So thank Christ didn't do it because you didn't uh, do it not because not my doing like it wasn't canceled on my doing um oh him. i think yeah i think like when i showed up the old man like so what was supposed to happen was supposed to be like at this hour was supposed to be like a lot of older guys who were like you know 30s to 40s who used to box or still stay in shape with it almost like an op old man open gym but for boxing yeah. Um, and I was supposed to like do some bag work and then get in there and like with like one of these older guys and they were going to like show me some stuff and like, you know, hit me and stuff like that. But they were going to do a lot more coaching too. 
And then, um, like if I wasn't getting something like they were going to pop me sort of thing. Um, but there was like a huge amateur, um, training session that they were doing with like a bunch of the, their amateur fighters. So I just ended up doing like a private session with them. Um, just like a one-on-one session, but I'm hoping soon. I was also really nervous. I won't lie. I was nervous because one, I just watched UFC, uh, UFC 261, which there was just like five KOs in a row and just gnarly KOs. <laughs> that so was, that the, was weird. Yeah, it was yeah. an insane card. It was an insane <clears throat> card. It was a great, like, I don't know if you watched the early prelims and the prelims. I did. Um, those were even bonkers. Like, the first fight ended in the TKO of the whole night. And it Damn. was like, they came out swinging for the whole event, dude. Fight of the night was the second fight of the night that won 50k was the second fight on the early prelim card. It was three dudes who went through. It was these two dudes who went three rounds, and they were just banging on each other. And it was like, it, the whole fight shifted too because it was like this guy. It was like you just see him counter shotting, counter shotting, counter shotting, but he wasn't really leading the dance. And it was like this other guy was kind of winning the fight, and it was like halfway through the second round. This guy, this little, and there's two flyweights. They, he starts turning it on, and all of a sudden the whole tide flips. And then he's like at the end of the, at the end of the fight, he's just laying it on this Chinese guy. And then if the Chinese guy throws at the last ten seconds, they start throwing bombs at each other, and the Chinese guy lands a couple, and like sends him rocking, doesn't knock him down, but sends him ro- wobbly. And it was like if there was like another fifteen seconds, he could have maybe taken him out. And uh, that was just an incredible fight. And that was the second fight of the night. It was like Damn. the whole card, and then the main card was just nuts, too. Yeah, I think the first fight when I got the stream on was where the guy broke or snapped his leg in half. Yeah, that, that was the that, first that fight was, I saw, and I was just like, oh, God. That was, that was very <laughs> unfortunate. Did you see the x-ray picture of it? Yeah, dude. Oh, my God. Like, it, it was just nothing there. It was just shattered. It was like completely in half. Like everything. Yeah, it was yeah. the two or like the smaller one in the back. I don't know what yeah. that one's called, but the tibia or something like that. Yeah, that one snapped as well. From when he stepped, because he said when he when he broke when it because when he kicked it was already broken, and then he went yeah. to put his foot back and he put all his weight on it. And that's he why said, I like. He said his his shin bone it ripped through his calf muscle and out his back of his calf dude right he has a whole like his whole his whole shin now is a titanium rod and he's got like four screws yeah. I should throw in a kick now. <laughs> I was saying I was thinking I was like I don't know if he's gonna be able to use that that's illegal dude (laughs) yeah like he's literally gotten like he's got an actual metal bat for a leg now i was actually curious on it (laughs) yeah i'm I'm curious how that would happen um because the thing about titanium too is it's oh um the thing about um titanium too is it's super light but it's like 10 times stronger than steel (laughs) yeah damn yeah and then um that thug rose fight was insane i cried i won't lie like i actually like i didn't like ball but like i got like teared up i was like crying it was like i was like the whole like everything about it was just 
I was like crying just at the beauty of it. Like everything about it, it was a perfect high kick. It was just like all the tension, the, you know, the title fight tensions on top of like the, you know, America versus China tensions, I think. And then, yeah. and then you get like, you get that's like, we had it with the Soviets and, you know, in the eighties, it's like China's our new rival now. It's like, that's our, that's our rival. Yeah. It's whether it's the, when it was the Olympics and it's gold medal. Like when it was like the medal counts, who do you think I'm always comparing it to China? Like that's our, there are Soviet Russia now um like in these sports rivalries and then like that beautiful high kick and then just like her re-winning her title that she lost because she lost like fire and fighting it was like the whole moment was just really special and I was like I didn't notice it and then I like I started like seeing like my eyes were I was like crying I was like oh my god this is like insane <laughs> I was like and then Joe Rogan started crying in the octagon I was all well, because that meme that's like going around now of them like going crazy at the table. Yeah, that's from that fight. Everyone thinks yeah. it's from the Mazdaval Usman fight, but it's no, from no, Thug it's Rose. not. It's from it's Thug, Thug Rose. Rose. Yeah. The bigger, yeah, the bigger, wilder one. Like they went wild for the Mazdaval one too, but like the one that's like really going viral. Yeah, no, that's from uh, Thug Rose's one. That's yeah, because that was fight. insane. Because that was that was early on too. I mean, that was what like that was the. That was the fight right before Masvidal and Usman. It was it was round one though, right? Like two oh yeah, it was a uh, yeah, it was a minute into the fight. It was like a I think it was a round one, like minute six or something like that in the fight. She just nailed Jesus. it, and it was like a decent. It was and it, the thing that was so insane about it was like it was so out of nowhere too, and because like they were feeling it, like they were feeling each other out, they were landing some. You know, they were landing some uh, hits and like they were doing well, but then it was just like she was like she was moving in and out, bouncing in and out. And then all of a sudden she's just like and then it just like done over. Yeah. And yeah. it was it. I was like, I was like, what that just happened? Like, yeah. What a moment. I was I, I loved it. And then the Usman one was just, you know, what? Jorge Masvidal said he's like he just hit like in the perfect off off button like like that spot where you just can immediately hit anybody and knock anybody out wouldn't matter who you are yeah yeah well yeah because dude he's never been like if there's a dude that wouldn't get knocked out it'd be that guy he's like never been knocked out like like that yeah and as I was saying to my oh, with my buddy Pablo <clears throat> on my last episode was like there's a difference between a TKO and a, a KO. Like a KO, like that was a KO where his like his lights and same with Zhang Weili, like her lights were out. Like she was unconscious yeah. after she got hit. So was Jorge Masvidal, and then he really and then he like kind of came to again. And then when Masvidal just fed him another hand and that knocked him out again. Yeah. And yeah, no, like that's a KO. And then there's TKOs, which is like where you sit somebody down, you hit them and you sit them down and then you're throwing punches and punches and the ref stops because like you would obviously knock them out eventually. But there, there's a difference like that guy at the TKO. He's not, he never went unconscious. You know, he's just, now he's just super dazed. Yeah. Cause both of them didn't remember it at all. Like both, they both like got up and then we're like, what happened? They were both yeah. like wanted to fight still, and I was like, "No, you got knocked out." Like, yeah, yeah, because so well, like, and that was the thing is Zhang Wei Li didn't know was like she thought the ref stopped it because when she came to Rose was hitting her in the face, and then the ref stopped it, 
And yeah. she didn't know what happened before that. She didn't realize that when she got head kicked, she was already like, she was out. And then yeah. that, so like, that's all she thought was happening. She's like, she thought she was working for position and was just getting like, was getting hit. Like she didn't even remember how she got in that position. She, no, yeah. Which <laughs> and is Jorge, terrifying. yeah, that was, yeah. And Jorge, Jorge's was interesting because he broke it down. He said he thought he was going for a takedown and he's like, he missed with his check hook and, yeah and well jorge's body just all spun all the all the uh sweat and water from his hair just that was a cool photo for who's been (laughs) oh yeah i mean i remember watching it live and i was like oh and i remember seeing the water and i was like that's not good like that yeah i was like there goes (laughs) i i didn't put any money on it i just really thought uzman was gonna win I thought he would win by like a third, like late third, fourth round TKO, or he would do a unanimous decision again. But he was like kind of cocky. It was kind of pissing me off. Like he was getting hit in the face, and he was like, you know, like bring it on to him. And I was like, dude, he's hitting you in the face. Like, chill oh, out. Masvidal? oh, yeah, yeah. So I started realizing that he, whenever he was doing that, I started catching on. Like, or at least my interpretation of it is like eventually I started catching on where I was like okay, he's doing this because he's getting rocked and he's trying to show a poker face. He's like, come on, bring yeah. it. And he's like, no, like, you know, he just stung you. Because there was one time in the first round too, it was like late in the first round. I don't know if you saw it, but he almost got sat down like twice. Like he got hit and like almost and went backwards and almost, you know. Yeah, like no, the rules I was like, from, I was like, that, like, yeah. you're getting hit, dude. Like you're, like, you're not getting hit hard. Yeah. You're eating these, and if you keep if you keep eating those pistons that Usman calls fists, like he's gonna take your head off, and then he did. Yeah, that's that was, when I started I, thinking a KO was gonna come. When at the end of the first round, and then I saw that both their corners, where Usman was like standing, not really breathing hard, and you see Masvidal's corner, and they're like dumping water on his head, putting ice packs on his chest and his back. He's breathing super hard, and I'm like, this isn't gonna. Be- yeah after that i was like oh shit yeah i mean uzman's just built different though too dude's a tank he's a big dude he's a big one he's a big welterweight he's just like shredded for 170 and masvidal he was in good shape but i mean he wasn't nearly the shape that uzman was no the only one who has better cardio is colby covington colby covington can go forever like he can go forever that's the next Uh, fight probably yeah unless jake paul intercepts because Usman threw out a challenge to Jake Paul. Yeah. Well, yeah, Jake Paul was the one kind of throwing it out to him. But too, no, but... Usman said, don't worry, Cormier, I'll take care of it. And then Jake Paul goes, accepted. Let's do this then. And so I I don't know what Usman's going to do. He's got a belt to defend. Yeah. I mean, he walks around at Jake's weight, if not bigger. Like Usman, Usman, he fights at 170, but he walks around probably one anywhere from 190 to 200. That'd be a good fight. I mean, especially because Usman's Usman's strong. He can hit hard. He's not. Yeah, he, I don't know that he's fast, but he can hit hard. I mean, Jake Paul's good, but he's definitely not like anywhere near some of these guys. Like, no, they're, they're, he's beaten like no one. Like that Ben Askren, literally nobody. Like. I could have beat Ben Askren. Like Ben Askren's dude. the worst striker in the MMA. Like he, like that's like that's like almost not even up for like in the MMA world. Like they don't even debate it. They're like he's the worst striker in MMA. 
And then he also came in like 30 pounds, like overweight, just looked like yeah. complete shit. Yeah, he, he looked like he just got off the couch. And from what I heard is when he's when he worked out with Freddie Roach, he only went one day and then the second day he only went for a little bit for a promo shoot and he left and like he didn't even do the full week camp that he was supposed to do. Jesus. Yeah. I mean a lot of people say it was fake, but I don't know if I would get knocked out. I don't think out. it was fake as much as it I don't think it was fake as much as it was a bad it was a bad call to shut the fight down, but it wasn't fake. I just think that Ben was like, oh I'm gonna make five hundred thousand dollars all right, I'll do this. And he didn't take it very serious. And then I don't think he really cared. And I think he probably also underestimated Jake Paul, but I think he knew what was going to happen. And like, look, is Jake Paul a good boxer compared to the average person? Definitely. Is he a good boxer in the realm of combat fighting? No, he's not. Like yeah. there, there are a lot of professional fighters who have a lot better records who would absolutely torture Jake Paul in the ring. There's a good portion of MMA fighters who would absolutely obliterate them. And here's the thing that also I want to say is like about the whole MMA and boxing thing is there's a reason MMA will always go into boxing. And that's because MMA fighters can at least incorporate striking and they can at least hold their own in a boxing ring. Boxers, if you threw them into an MMA ring, would get dismantled within minutes. Like within, oh, it yeah. would the the closeness of the fight is only close if they're in a boxing match. It, it's completely one sided if they throw it in the other way. And boxers will never get into the MMA ring because they know that. Like they they know that, and that's the closest thing to a true true fight is MMA. Yeah. But that being said, like some of these MMA guys now they can they could see it like. Uh, Cody Garbrandt, I think he was like 34 and one in a golden glove boxer as an amateur. Uh, okay. Yeah. And same with uh, Stipe Miocic. He was also an ex golden gloves boxer. Um, like, so you get these guys where they come from these backgrounds, but then like when they're young, they were like these big boxers and then they transitioned to MMA. So like you can get a lot of these guys who are, or they were kickboxers, which is another form of lethal striking. Uh, yeah. Like Israel Adesanya would absolutely outbox would out, absolutely outbox Jake Paul. Like, it, that would not even be close. Okay. But, well, because yeah. now we have Logan Paul boxing Mayweather. Mayweather. But there's a weight gap. So it's like Mayweather has to can't weigh more than 160. And I think uh, Logan Paul can't weigh more than 190. And Logan Paul, I think, generally sits around 220. Like, Logan Paul generally is like about your size. Are you not 220 anymore? But he, yeah, he's in shape though, like for sure. Well, I know, but he's super lean, which I'm kind of going to be surprised, like how he's going to be able to drop to 190 and what that's going to do to him. Cause he's going to pretty much have to lose like 30 pounds, 20 to 30 pounds. I don't, is he that big to like 220? He's definitely over 210 for sure. Cause you also got to remember so Jake Paul's like 190, 195, and he's 6'1. Logan Paul's taller. Logan Paul's like 6'3", and he's bigger uh, than Jake. Yeah, no, Jake's not in, like, great shape. Yeah. Logan Paul's definitely the in-shape one out of the two. He's lean, um, and Logan Paul's bigger, so he's definitely a minimum 210, but he, I mean, 
the thing is now this fight's very uninteresting because Logan Paul at one, only a 30 pound difference between him and McGregor or him and Mayweather is not that interesting because if it was going to be him coming in at his natural weight and Mayweather at their natural weight, then you have like the, the knockout threat, but you, you take, you make him lose 20 to 30 pounds. He's going to lose a lot of strength. He might be faster, but. It's gonna be weird, just like the size difference. Cause like, yeah. what? How tall is Mayweather? Like, five, five nine. That's gonna look eight, weird five, in the ring. Yeah, it's gonna look very weird. Well, it's gonna be like, uh, did you watch the thriller fights by any chance? Like, did you watch Frank Mir fight? No, I didn't see any of the fights. So Frank Mir fought, and he fought an ex heavyweight champion who came in at 205 Frank Mir came in or came in at 206 and Frank Mir came in at 276 Jesus Christ did all right but did not you know he's got 70 pounds on him but the boxer yeah. is like it's a different it's a different area and Mayweather's gonna be so fast Mayweather's probably gonna do is he's just gonna he's gonna do the first four rounds staying on the outside dancing He's going to avoid and he's going to wear out Logan Paul. And by the fifth round, Logan Paul is going to be dead. And in boxing, when you're tired, you'd rather be knocked out and have to go back out and get hit and hit and be even more tired. It'll be, yeah, it'll be interesting, though. I definitely want to watch it, but definitely the won't threat pay of the, the size difference makes a threat of a KO, and that could be interesting, but I just don't see it happening. Yeah. But um, in bigger news, we are past uh, our mark. I went over my time. I apologize. But um, I know the draft is coming up. I wanted to let you know and give you the rest of your night. But um, I hope all goes well with Green Bay. And uh, let's uh, hope the, the Eagles, you know, can pull something out decent this draft finally. Hopefully. All right, so here, well, I just – I placed these bets, so I'll give them to you before. Yeah, before we go, let's do this. All right, so it was a wide receiver, like, just in order of when they'll get drafted, or not just, like, the wide receivers, like, who's going to get first, first wide receiver to go, second wide receiver to go, third, and fourth. It was, like, the top four. So the order I picked was Jamar Chase – Jalen Waddle, Devontae Smith, and then Elijah, Elijah, Elijah Moore, Elijah. So that order, that was plus two twenty-five, and then uh, I bet on second and second. I think it would have increased the odds. I think this was like the favorite out of all of the like outcomes they had. I like it. And then uh, I drafted or that offensive tackle out of Oregon under six and a half draft position. So just he's got to go top six, which I think will happen because the Bengals are at five. They need and they're either linked to him or Jamar Chase. And then usually whoever that one doesn't pick, usually every other mock draft has the Dolphins taking the other one of those two, either Jamar Chase or the this tackle. Let's say that's how 
And then um, Jalen Waddle to go top 10 drafted. And then J.C. Horn to go top 10 drafted. Now, I don't know about J.C. Horn. Jalen Waddle top 10 makes me a little nervous, but I could see it. But we'll see what happens. I could see him going like 12 or 13. Anywhere in the me 12 too. 13 range. But what everyone the says payout he's on it. Let me hear what the payout on it was. They weren't. The JC Horn one was plus 100. Um, and then Jalen Waddle was negative 175. So not very good. Oh, so they know that means that means, yeah, that means they really think he's going to go in the top 10. All right. That's interesting. Yeah. And then JC, I mean, his wasn't like great either, like plus 100 to go top 10. Because they have him linked to either um, if someone trades up and gets him or the Cowboys drafting a corner at 10. Yeah. And there's been talks like the Eagles are supposedly trying to trade up to get uh, the number one corner, supposedly. Could use it. Could use it. But, um, but hey, man. Um, well, I'm going to let you go. Um, thank you for coming on, dude. I told you it would be fine. No prep. We'd be able to Oh no! For an hour and a half. Oh, for sure. Yeah, it's yeah. nice because it's like sometimes you can just basically just catch up. You just, you know, just ah. have, to have a little conversation about whatever kind of comes to mind. Um, but do want to do this again? I love having you on. Um, let me know. You know, we'll get something in. You know, like a month. I will also be in Tampa. Uh, Memorial Day weekend. To let you know. So, okay. When we'll is that's to, end of May? May. Right? Okay. All right. So um, I'll uh I'll definitely link up. Yeah, I'll definitely link up with you when I'm in town too. Um other than that, my man, thanks again for coming on and uh wish you guys luck in uh in the draft. Same as you. All right. Take it easy, brother. All right, man, I'll see you. Bye.